Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not-so-hidden temptations. We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring to the show people who know what they're talking about and help you with some of these aspects of your life. You live life only once, so why not live a life worth living? Today on the show, we have Sierra C. A little bit about her. She was born and raised on the west side of Chicago. She has an associate's degree in arts from Malcolm X College, studied at DePaul University, and is a graduate from Illinois Media School with a certificate in radio broadcasting and TV film production. She is an on-air radio personality, host, and sometimes plus-size model. She has always been influenced by fashion, music, and pop culture. She currently has a radio show on WindyCityUnderground.com every Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Being on the radio has always been a dream of hers, along with being an overall personality. Her goal is eventually to make her way onto TV. Her ideal job would become a host on 106 and Park on BET. She's always looking for the hottest events in Chicago, whether it be fashion, music, or overall entertainment. So enjoy the show with Sierra C. So Sierra, tell us what you do in one to two sentences. On air radio personality, I and I plus size model, quote unquote, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we'll definitely dive more into that. But can you explain a little bit more about your on air personality? Like, are you a national telev or national broadcast on air personality, or just give us a little background oh, on that? Okay. Well, I wish I was a national on-air personality. That's a goal. But no, right now I'm on an internet radio station. It's called WindyCityUnderground.com. I'm on every Wednesday from 5 to 6. It kind of started off as an internship at my last school. So I graduated recently in May, and um, they wanted to keep me on. So that's that. (laughs) I enjoy it. It's really fun. I'm actually thinking about starting a podcast. Awesome. And so what is, like, uh, the topics that you cover on your show? Well, of course, music. I love pop culture, as you can say. My favorite genres are pop, hip-hop, R&B. And I cover, you know, I try not to get too into the gossip. You know, I might mention a story here and there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, pop, I'm just, I'm just so in that. I'm that girl. I, all my friends make jokes like, I bet if anything's going on, see, I would know. I'm like, well, I have to, you know. I'm on the radio. So... <laughs> Awesome. And so, like, with the underground, I think a lot of people associate that with music that people don't know, things that are, like, on a need-to-know basis, things that really aren't hot and hip. Is that kind of music you guys are playing or the local Chicago hip-hop scene, or is it more just that's kind of, like, the branding you're going with? It's, well, again, it's WindyCityUnderground.com is the school's radio station and we promote every genre you can think of when it comes to chicago music it's not it's hip-hop it's r&b it's whatever artist that's unsigned submits so you know i have a i had a last matter of fact my last show i had um 
a singer. His name was Dre Soul. He's from Chicago. He's a very good singer. And um, it was his second time on the show, and he's unsigned, of course. So we pretty much get artists who, you know, need a need that first step. Everybody's Chicago. Market, for sure. Yeah, like, I think a lot definitely. of people don't really understand what all goes into it. And mm-hmm. you also see all, like, the one-hit wonders out there, too. So, like, some people are appreciative of what happens and they kind of make it for the long term but then some people are like oh like you're a good singer and then you just kind of need a chance thus they make those tv shows like the voice or things like that right so but we do at windy city it you know like i said it started off as an intern and with that being a broadcast school you know that internship was that hands-on experience that i would need to you know, become an on-air personality on a business level, like actually getting paid for it. So it's uh, it's actually an experience for me and the guests and whoever submits their music. You know, we have a lot, you know, these days everybody's a rapper or everybody's a singer. They're so artistic, but they're literally just decided to do that like the day before. So <laughs> they literally, like, you know, I get a lot of people sending me emails and messages on Facebook, like, um, how can I get on the show? And I'm very, very particular about, you know, the musicians and artists that I associate myself with. So I'm like I, I grew up in the, you know, the the nineties era, the late nineties and early two thousand music. So I'm kinda hard to please when it comes to that. <laughs> so yeah, but we're Wendy City Underground overall, like the other personalities. Everybody plays everything. So we have, um, you can submit your music at submit at windycityunderground.com. Get it approved and it can get played as long as you're unsigned. And we play no commercial music. So not going to hear no Beyonce or no Drake. Every Just any Chicago artist unsigned. Awesome. So you've definitely had a lot of exposure to a lot of people here in Chicago that are in the music scene. What have you seen of the people that have been successful that are some of the traits that make them successful, the ones that go on to be signed, right? Like I kind of mentioned earlier that some people, or even you mentioned to it, everyone's a rapper, everyone's a producer, everyone does this. In your experience with dealing with that, what have you seen has been some traits that would set someone apart to actually go on and get signed and move on to the next level? That's a great question. It's actually, I would say, originality and work ethic. It's, you know, the business I'm in, and it's kind of similar to a rapper or uh, an artist's career because you have to go and get it. Like, it's all in the effort you put in it. So the people I see that's successful, they're pushing it. They live, breathe, and eat and sleep this their career. So from the moment they wake up in the morning, they're going to radio stations, they're perfecting their craft, they're in the studio, it's all on how much time you put into it. And I, I realized that the people who really succeed are the people who put that much time into it. Like, they live it. Is that kind of the you know, motivation that keeps you moving on in your career? Because, like, obviously you have some high ambitions for what you want to do with your radio show and your radio personality, right? Is, is that kind of the same things that drives you? Yes. To, okay. Yes, it's all about, you know, how much you get into it. And I'll I'll admit, because, you know, I'm human, and sometimes I have those moments where I feel like I'm not doing enough, you know, I could do more. And, you know, I I start lacking sometimes because I have other things outside of me pursuing my career going on. But, like I said, I know that I'm capable of doing better. Mm As long as you know that. Right. (laughs) 
And, and so what are some of your career goals? Like you said, you know, obviously you want to be national, but like do you have anything kind of set in stone that's on your dream board that you're looking at either for next steps or even like down the line future steps, which would be a great accomplishment for you? Well, since I've been doing radio and I got a little taste of hosting recently, a uh, live event, now I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I want to be that personality overall, you know. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with 106 and Park. That used to be on BT. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, I would love to do something like that, like entertainment show, promote, you know, that that right there. I remember like it was yesterday I had to be in like, fifth grade when 106 and Park first premiered with Free and AJ and it was from that moment on I'm like I want to do that (laughs) (laughs) and then I I, just my personality like that's what I'm into I love music I love hip-hop I love um, R&B I love rap and I love entertainment you know so overall I would love to be like become a on TV and actually behind the scenes also if I have to you know Anything with production or writing, anything like that. Like, those are my some of my dream goals. Like, if they were achievable, if they become achievable, I'm definitely going for them. That's great. It's, it's awesome ambitions, and it's really good that you have your goals set out in front of you. I think a lot of people, just in general, so we'll just say the music industry, like, I want to just be the greatest person of all time, right? But if you have your set goals, what you want to be on the kind of personality you want to be, the kind of people want to mirror down the line. So it's easier for you to keep those goals in line. Opposed to right, just- and then, you know, you got to set short-term and long-term goals. So that's what I tell people all the time. Like, y'all just got to have short-term goals and long-term goals. And, you know, one thing I always remind myself that you got to be happy. If you're, you got to be what makes you happy. So if you're doing something or chasing somebody else's career, you got to be happy. That makes a lot of sense. How do you feel about leaving uh, your hometown of Chicago, though, if you get too big? Like, what if you have to go to L.A. or New York? Is that something you're willing to do, or do you want to stay here forever? I'll be honest. Like, when I first started pursuing this career professionally, I I would hear, like, my colleagues and my teachers say, be ready to move, be ready to move. And I'll be a little, like, anxious about it, like, uh-huh. I don't want to because they were tell stories about how they up and have to up and move for certain situations. And when they say up and move, they mean like you got to be there in a week. And I'm like, I established such a great life in Chicago. But now that I've graduated and I'm meeting all these people and I'm getting like, you know, people are telling me how they like what I'm doing. They like my show. They like my hosting. I'm like, you know, a fresh start would be good. So if the opportunity ever presented itself and it was worth it, I would definitely take advantage of it. And the good thing is uh, the world is moving towards radio on the internet, right? And so Mm -hmm. you can just have your show from your studio in Chicago, like in your place or like down the street from you. You might not even have to move out there unless you're putting together some scenes. So by, by the time you get there, let's say two, three, five, ten years down the line, you might not even need to move because you can do everything remotely, which is fantastic. Yes. It, like I say, like, I would love to, like, I, like I, it changed because now I'm open to it because I don't have kids right now. And, you know, one thing a lot of people regret doing that's older is living. And so you got to live, especially if you're doing something you love. Mm-hmm. It, it's so important to like pursue passions in life. I mean, I feel bad for like some people that just kind of 
come home, pop on Netflix and sit there and then wake up, go to work the next day and hate their job. It's like there's, there's so many things out there you can be doing to kind of alter that scenario. Yes, we all have bills to pay, things are going on, but it's like you can kind of figure out your passion and then work around that and make it, build it up to the point where you can make that your, your sole source of income to pay, pay your bills. You know, you don't need to quit your day job to go pursue being like a scuba diver or something. Like <laughs> right, and you know, you'll be surprised how many people around me, like, you know, far as family, that are so content. Like, mm-hmm. friends and family. I know people personally that I don't want to, maybe they're not content, but sometimes, like, with me pursuing my career, I'm starting to look at a lot of things different. I'm looking like, how could you just be okay with, like, that? Like, I feel like every job should be a step to another one. Like, you at one job, you should be looking for a better job. After that job, look for an even, even better job. Like, that's just the attitude I have. It's just like the way of the world, I think. I think uh, maybe a generation or two older than us, everyone just kind of expects you will get one or two jobs for your you know, entire career, 40, 45 years. And us, our, our generation, I think they said the average will be 12 jobs by the time we retire, which is ridiculous. But I think that's good, right? Because you learn something from each position. You're pursuing more. You're learning more. You're really chasing the dream hard. I think if I like hit my like life goals at... 35, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? I would just be, I'm spending all this time working hard. Like, I wouldn't think I'd be able to sit around and just be like, okay, congratulations. I hit, like, my life goal of making whatever Right. Yeah. And and actually, even I, just career-wise, life-wise, like, live, have some fun. Like, I have, I know people who are okay with just, you know, being in a house and watching TV and playing a game or whatever. And I'm like, no, you got it. It's so much that the world has to offer. So, you know, take a trip, travel, run around a block, you know, like do some things outside of what you normally do out of your comfort zone. Like one thing I am like, one of my number one fears is leaving this earth and not being able to say, I live to my, I, I lived to my potential. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the like, scary thing when people say, hey, you have a lot of potential. It means like they see something in you, but they're like telling you that you're not really doing something worthwhile. It's like you need to push yourself or somebody needs to push you to do more. So it's definitely important to like pursue like the, what you want and you're passionate about to actually hit your potential. Right. Life. And so I'm not saying this like everybody just go out there and do, you know, I don't want to put anybody down who, who, you know what I'm saying, who is okay with just having a job. What I'm saying is live. Like, okay, you got that job. Make sure you, when you get off work, you're doing everything that makes you happy at the highest, utmost happiness. Like, and if that makes you happy, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some people are like really good like taking care of their families, right? It's so like maybe you go to a job for 40 hours a week and you come home and like your passion is like taking care of your kids and doing all right. these things with them, like taking them to their sports or their events or whatnot. It's like, Definitely nothing wrong with that, but just make sure you're doing something that makes you happy because trudging through life is there's so much more to life than that. Yes, like I'm that person, like my friends get mad because I'm like, you don't have to go in the house. You're staying in the house this weekend. Why? Like, let's let's find something. Let's do something. I'm and they get so irritated, but it's okay. (laughs) I think it's to that point. It's like so important, like to surround yourself with like like like-minded people. 
for instance, like where we met, we met at the uh, Beauties and Brains Behind the Brands event. Like, yes, yes. That and I was ridiculously like passionate about what they're doing and trying to push everyone to do more with their life. Yes, and I was so inspired. That was such a great day. Like I didn't want to leave. I I wanted to get everybody's contact. It was just the energy, and you know, Sierra's a good friend of mine. We just have the same name, <laughs> but um. Yeah, she's she's really, really, really an inspiration to me. Like, yeah, because she is a busy person. Uh, I can like, from like, the short time I, <laughs> I interacted with her, I can definitely tell. But busy people get things done, and those are the ones who are like most passionate about different things going on. So they, they kind of are the ones making the moves, making the differences. So they're definitely the kind of people to look up to. Yeah, she like. You know, knowing her personally, this young lady is uh, a police officer, an author, a writer, an entrepreneur, because she owns the publishing company. She works out like crazy. She does her own hair. And I'm not talking about a ponytail. I'm talking about, like, the longest hairstyles you could think of that might take hours to do. She attends every event, charity events, marathons. I'm like, when do you sleep? Like, like. I don't know. She does everything, and I'm just like, I can't complain about time because she works the third shift. So it's like, I, I. So now it's to the point where, like, if I sleep past twelve o'clock on a Saturday, I feel worthless. I need to get up. I got to do something. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that one. <laughs> well, we know like you're busy with this career, some of the other stuff going on, and one of the other things you have going on in your life is uh, your modeling that you do from time to time. And so you mentioned yes. that you're doing like plus size modeling. So let's let's chat about that a little bit. Um, are you like working with like an agency? Like what, what's kind of like your you know your, more or less your career with the modeling? How how does that come come about? Okay, so the reason I put sometimes was because I'm not with an agency. It's you know when people ask me, I'll be honest. Plus size modeling accidentally happened for me. I um I was shopping in 2014 and you know I've always thought I was a pretty girl you know humble brat but um (laughs) I was shopping at a boutique that I saw on Instagram and you know I was going and they were having a model call I'm like you know the woman behind the counter that worked there was like you should try you should try out and I tried out and I was top pick and I was like okay like okay so they picked me I did the photo shoot and I was on the billboard I was on the flyers like big billboard I'm like I can't remember I want to say it was like 87th or something but I still have I have the picture of that on my phone I was like wow and I was like on their flyers and I'll be honest like getting that taste of that like that photo shoot and I later that year no 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 in 2015 for the same company I did their first runway show. Okay. And was that? You're pretty nervous? <laughs> it was. I was nervous and excited at the same time because I used to dance when I was in, like younger, a teenager. I was on a dance team and a chilling team. So, you know, dancing and modeling kind of go hand in hand. So I was excited, you know, especially we had the five-star treatment with the makeup and the hair and you know, the posing, and it was a really good event. So that made me feel like maybe this, I can do this. So 
lately I've been looking at, you know, entering certain model searches and getting a photo shoot done, but I don't want it to overshadow, you know, everything else. And I do it upon request. Like, I'm not looking to get signed to an agency. Like, if somebody emails me or, you know, because directly asks me, can you do this? And I'll negotiate and we could do something. Like, but I kind of cringe when people call me a model. <laughs> <laughs> so, Explain to the listeners what, like, the definition of, like, plus-size model would be. Well, plus-size model, because I know it depends, because a lot of the boutiques and places I shop at, they start at a size 12 Mm -hmm. to, like, I want to say 28. But beauty standards, like, if you were a model, some of them say that plus-size starts at a size 8. Okay. I, I wouldn't agree, but um, <laughs> so plus size, you know, they call it curvy fashion and everything. It's just now getting, it should have been acknowledged actually, but now it's getting the real, like before plus size fashion was horrible. It was frumpy and it was moo-moos and everything baggy. Now it's to the point where anything that comes in regular size comes in plus size. So, and I've always been a, a thicker girl like I it was, I was never skinny I had to be like 12 and people thought I was 17 <laughs> I've always looked older than I usually am like now I look appropriate age but I've always had like the bigger thighs and a bigger breasts and stuff like that so I'm, I'm just loving the way the fashion industry is going towards plus size fashion right now like they're embracing it so that's really making me want to pursue the modeling you know, even if it's not done professionally, like, um, and I mean that as in signing with an agency, but I, I want to do some tasteful, tasteful, like, you know, photo shoots and just to let the people in the world know that we are not the abnormal. We are the norm. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's kind of like all over the news a couple weeks or months ago that like Ashley Graham, like she's a plus yes. size model. She was on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit and the thing is, there's a, all over, you know, magazines, media, etc. It's like people taking photoshops, editing photos to change what different people look like. And I think that Sports Illustrated did that in a very tasteful way that, like, we're just not going to touch this up at all. Like, we're just going to go out there and put this person out there and just show this is kind of, you know, a gorgeous woman in her own body. Like, she's healthy or whatever degree, but she's not by definition, like, a Victoria's Secret model anymore, which I think was, like, very strong, you know, stance they took, which was fantastic. Yeah, it was definitely, but I'll be honest with you. In my opinion, curvy girls have always been in demand when it comes to, like, the music industry. Mm -hmm. To me, I feel like now it just went mainstream, and, you know, because... um. I'm not sure if you used to watch music videos, especially in the early 2000s. And even now, a lot of the girls in the music videos, they have on the bikinis, and especially in the, you know, the more urban, those girls are already thicker. They, they're not skinny. They have big butts and they have thighs and breasts. So <laughs> I feel like, you know, it was always acknowledged like they in our culture, but now it's mainstream, you know, now it's international. Now it's, the thing, but in my opinion, 
it's always you always saw thicker girls in the urban videos. So you know, I'm gonna like go watch Sir Mix a lot or the Cisco um, videos now, right after this interview, right? <laughs> I'll give you a video to watch, but I'm not even sure if you can find it on YouTube because it's <laughs> it, it used to have it was so bad it used to have to come on at like after one a.m. <laughs> <laughs> So where do you kind of see like plus size modeling heading in the next like couple of years, maybe like ten years, like down the line? Like, do you think it's going to be more mainstream and more set piece, or do you think it's going to be more um, like a tasteful once in a while kind of situation for a lot of brands out there? It's definitely not going to be um, once in a while. My hopes would be that plus size would be a part of everything fashion eventually. Like it would be no divide. It would be no size stop it would be you know it wouldn't be like okay this is a plus size show or this is a this is going to be a regular show no like i want everything merged even in my hopes it would be everything would be merged it would be no divide between the size twos and the size 16s because here's the thing too in my opinion like in fashion is someone was asking me this the other day about why models don't wear too much makeup when they're on stage and my like response was if you're there to look at the attire, like the garments, you don't want something to take away from that, right? But right. with each garment, it's going to look different on different body sizes, which is kind of why I think a lot of people in wedding parties are choosing different dresses for their wedding party because like, things look different on different bodies. So would it make exactly. sense to show something in a show that kind of reflects that? Exactly. So... I, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you because now everybody looking the same is not, you know, like if I, like you said, with the bridesmaids dresses, I'm noticing like women are, you know, how it's like the only bride can wear white and the bridesmaids wear a different color. But now like the bridesmaids have on white dresses, just like the um, bride. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's exciting that things are coming around, but it's like, I, I'm wondering at what point are, you know, is media going to still like continue to like alter images, right? Let, let's say we do like a plus size photo shoot, right? But then we mm -hmm. go like and send it to like an ad agency and they just alter it down versus like Photoshop to make it look like a, re a regular like model, like a, a size zero or size two. But then when they see like the model in real life, they're like uh, eight, ten, twelve, or something. It just ruins so many people's self consciousness or self confidence levels at this point. Well, you know, when it comes to the Photoshop, Photoshop is just not even on magazines. You can get a Photoshop app on your phone now, and everybody photoshops the pictures. And I have really, I don't have that much against Photoshop. I just like the portrayal to be positive. Like, don't change it to make it smaller. So, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a lot of people who want to sell the real them. Like, I can see you airbrushing some things because we all have some indentations and things like that. But as far as, like, making a size 8 or size 2, only so many people is going to believe that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I definitely understand, like, why they do it. Because, like, the, it's like the, the reptilian brain for, like, males, like, what you're attracted to by like uh, in the characters is like oh like the golden ratio or things of that nature so they like change the models to look that way so that you want to choose to purchase that thing in like the ad which I, I kind of get but it just kind of goes to show that 
they're just like abusing their power as much as possible, which which is you know it is what it is, I guess. Exactly. That's why I probably won't pursue modeling full time. It'll just be like you know something I do, you know, if the opportunity presents itself in this right. But I don't really think I would want to go like international and mainstream because I know how things could be like I know already. So I'm okay with it. Like I'm happy with my body, but everybody else might not be. So I'm willing to just, you know, pursue it when the opportunity presents itself. Like I'm wanna it's a model search going on right now for um a curves calendar for this clothing line and I'm actually going through pictures and everything right now to submit and you know, I wanna see how I feel if I get picked for that. Like if I get picked for that and actually going through with that, I wanna see exactly how I would feel about modeling then. So are you like fairly involved with the fashion scene here in Chicago or is it more just you're modeling like once in a while? Well, it's modeling once in a while. I'm, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, because there's definitely like, a huge uh, fashion scene here in Chicago. It's just a matter of like where you kind of find extra like infinite boutiques, lots of stuff going on, you know. Yes. Well, when I say, as far as modeling it's occasionally, but I've always been into fashion. Like to be honest, me being into fashion didn't have nothing to do with me wanting to be model. Mm-hmm. Me modeling had something to do with me feeling pretty and good about myself. Not really the clothes, but um, I've never really had a problem, you know, finding something. I'm one of those. I when I'm the girl that all the friends call when they need help picking out something to wear. So how do you, how, how do you how would you describe your style then if people are always asking you for your advice? Okay, my style. To be honest, I would just describe my style as Sierra because one day you can see me and I would totally have on some of some four to five inch heels, a stress and my makeup's done and then one day you can see me and I have on some Jordans and some jeans and a hoodie and it's like my style is just I, I I'm a my friend called me a, a personal shopper for myself because I'm the type of person that if I like say for instance you envision you with something on I will google it to see if it exists and where I can find it like for instance I was looking for some sequence, a sequence bodysuit. No, matter of fact, I'm sorry, a sequence maxi skirt. And I'm like, that'll be so hot to wear for my birthday. And I literally Google just sequence maxi skirt. <laughs> See, that's the type of shopper I am. And I love, like, I'm really not an outfit girl. Like, I don't really buy things that comes together. I'm good at pieces. And then everybody thinks like, "You, where did you get all that? Like, all this came from different places. So I will describe my fashion as like, it's 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 pretty much everything because I have my closet, especially my shoe closet. Like, I dress based on my hairstyles, my makeup, and my feelings. It makes a huge difference. Like, even when I choose clothes, I want to make sure when I go out and buy something that doesn't just go with like one shirt or one whatever. Like something I can mix and match with different parts of my like attire with different other aspects right because I, I would hate to only wear like one thing like once every like three months because it only goes with one pair of shoes or, like one shirt exactly or one that's it like, i i am the exact same way 
every time I buy something, I'm thinking about what I already have. And that not only saves you money, you get to wear the clothes more. Yes. So yes, where I like I'm I'm real big on um like I, I like the nice shoes and I like nice purses. I love to do a t shirt and jean. So I'm one of those people who believe that um everything doesn't have to be designer. Really nothing has to be designer actually. But a nice belt, a nice purse and some nice shoes can make a five dollar t shirt from February 21 and some $10 jeans from Old Navy look like a million bucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. So I'm always, like I said, I put things together. I have a closet full of, and I'm still always a girl who says, I don't have anything to wear. I don't know how that goes. I'm like very conscious of like, if I wear the same outfit, it's like meet the same person. Like if I wore this like two months ago when we met for brunch, was this the like, shirt I wore, or was it like something else? Like, like very conscious of it. Like, I see someone. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! So I hope I don't wear the same shirt. <laughs> I am too, and it's to the like. I feel like when, the, the last time I saw this person, oh my god, I had this on. So I'm like so corny. I'll be with them, or like say they get in my car. I'm like, don't judge me. I had this on last time we were together, but it's clean. <laughs> <laughs> in my defense, we haven't saw each other in a long time. <laughs> And I'm really big on taking pictures and something twice and posting it to my social media. Like, one thing I don't do, like, I have a lot of club dresses mm -hmm. that have only been worn once because I, because, you know, when you go to the club or when you go out, you take lots of pictures when you dress up. You take pictures. That's what you do. So for me to go out in the same dress I've already entertained and took pictures in, I feel like, uh, I can't do it. So I have, I need to actually start doing something with them or give them away or sell them or something because I got all these dresses, but I'm not wearing them again because at least I'm not wearing them in pictures again, at least, but never wore them twice. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, thanks for your time today. What would probably be the best way for people to reach out to you if they had uh, questions about listening to you on your show or wanted to follow you on social media? Okay, so you can reach me on my Facebook at Sierra Cameron. It's my first and my last name. That's S-I-E-R-R-A Cameron, C-A-M-M-O-N. And um, why not shoot me an email, guys? You can reach me at Sierra Cameron at gmail.com. That's S-I-E-R-R-A-C-A-M-M-O-N at gmail.com. You guys can check out my website. That's currently needs to be updated <laughs> don't judge me okay um that's sierra cmedia.wordpress.com and also guys check me out on windy city underground every wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m windycityunderground.com awesome boy yeah every day thank you wow what a great show sierra is so much fun to chat with it's easy to see why she's been so successful on her radio show on Windy City Underground. Make sure you guys check that out. Her show over at WindyCityUnderground.com. You can also reach her on Facebook at Sierra Kamen or email her directly at SierraKamen at gmail.com. Side note, just a quick reminder that for Latino Fashion Week modeling competition, Are You the Whole Package has been moved to Thursday, August 18th from 6 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Feel free to check it out, either as a competitor or as an observer. I'll definitely be there, so feel free to stop by and say hello. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. This episode was brought to you by A Positive Beauty. A Positive Beauty is a nail art blog with a positive living as its sidekick. So whenever you need a little quick pick-me-up, this safe space has got your back. You'll find lots of nail art, a sprinkle of beauty-related posts, and endless support on self-love. Someone who is a positive beauty is a person who emanates warmth and positivity wherever they go. Beauty shines forever when it is lit from within. To find out more, go to apositivebeauty.com. Also, for all your skincare and cosmetic needs, look no further than Lamp Enterprises. No matter your gender, age, race, or ethnicity, our top-notch products are exactly what you need to help your skin look softer, smoother, and more beautiful. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully you learned something new, or at least were able to share a few laughs with us. Until next time. Thank you.